Brian. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Legal Q&A. This is utlradio.com, your business success and legal information station. And I'm your host, Peter Lamont. So today, our question is this. Falsus in uno, falsus in omnibus. What the heck does that mean? Well, I'm going to tell you. So that's Latin, obviously, um, something that I did not study, even though the law is littered with archaic Latin terms. But what this means is false in one, false in all. And how is this important to you, whether you are a pro se litigant or a member of the jury? Well, let me explain. This is a jury instruction that is at the uh, or given at the discretion of the judge on a particular case when he or she feels that this instruction might apply. So what does false in one, false in all mean? Basically, if a witness at a trial appears to be lying, giving false testimony, a judge can instruct the jury that if you believe that this witness has deliberately lied to you, you have the right to reject all of that witness's testimony. So if you're on the stand as a witness and you are proven or it's suggested that you lied and the jury believes that you're lying about a particular issue, the jury, once that instruction is given, has the ability to believe that the rest of your testimony is also inaccurate. And that can have devastating effects on the outcome of a civil litigation matter. Because if the jury thinks you're lying, then it doesn't matter what you say in your testimony, they're never going to believe you. And this occurs on you know, varying ranges of things. So for example, you could have given testimony at your deposition and uh, the, the question was, you know, let's say it's an auto accident case and you're the driver and at the deposition, uh, you indicated that at the time of the collision, you had glanced down at your cell phone. Okay. Now, while you're on the stand and you're nervous and you've got the jury looking at you, you decide that you're going to say while you were driving, uh, you had your cell phone with you, but you did not glance down on it. Okay. Now, all that has to happen is the following. The attorney questioning you whips out your deposition transcript, waves it in the air for everyone to see, and says, Aha! So, at your deposition, you testified that you did, in fact, look down at your cell phone, and now you're telling us that you did not. Which is true? When were you lying? Are you lying now? Were you lying then? And once that happens the judge is going to issue that jury charge, that instruction, false in one, false in all, and you, the jury, now have the discretion of believing as much or as little as that witness's testimony as you can or you choose to. So you can see here that even if they made a mistake in the testimony, maybe they were nervous, that charge, that false in one, false in all, can be devastating because now... What if later on in her testimony, she says other relevant things? You're not going to believe her. Now, let me, let me read to you a sample of the jury instruction that a judge would give to a jury in New Jersey under this charge of false in one, 
false in all. And here we go. If you believe that any witness deliberately lied to you or, or excuse me, on any significant fact to your decision in this case, you have the right to reject all of that witness's testimony. However, in your discretion, you may believe some of the testimony and not believe other parts of the testimony. So that's sample one. Here is sample two. If you believe that any witness or party willfully or knowingly testified falsely to any fact significant to your decision in this case, with intent to deceive you, you may give such weight to his or her testimony as you may deem it is entitled. You may believe some of it or you may believe none of it. Those are two examples of jury charges that a judge could give. Now, you're not going to hear this. You're not going to hear someone say false in one, false in all. Okay, that's not what the judge is going to say. Hold on, hold on. Let me give you the false in one, false in all jury charge, or even worse, the falsest in uno, falsest in omnibus jury charge. They're just going to read that charge to you, and then you, the jury, have the uh, ability to use your own discretion to decide what's true and what's not. But keep this in mind, okay? Whether you are a witness, if you're a witness, don't lie. Because even if you lie on a simple thing, a little silly point, and that charge is given to the jury, they can choose not to believe any of your testimony. So don't lie. Another tip, make sure that when you give deposition testimony, that it corresponds with the testimony that you're later going to give at trial. Don't go in and lie at a deposition and think that it's the one and only time you're going to be testifying because your lawyer told you that 95% of cases settle and they don't go to trial. Well, what if you're that 5%? Now you're in trouble, okay? If you're on the jury, be aware of this charge so that when you hear it, you understand what it means. If you are an attorney... Make sure that your client understands the ramifications of lying under oath. Okay, and I'm not even talking about lying under oath, contempt charges, any of that stuff. I'm talking about the fact that if your client is dishonest at a deposition, when it comes time for trial, you're going to have this jury charge read, and all of your hard work and effort in this case could go out the window in a few minutes. So understand that. The other thing to understand is that if you're a pro se litigant, meaning you are representing yourself in a case, and you are taking a deposition, be aware of the statements that are being made to you by the other side. When you're asking your questions and getting answers, make notes. If you think that you have them lying to you over something and that you can prove it later, keep Keep that, you know, highlighted. Make a note of that somewhere and 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 really focus on that fact because if you are able to show at trial that they lied at their deposition, then you could have this jury charge applied and you could see how beneficial that it could be for you. All right, that's going to do it for today. I want to thank everyone who tunes in, everyone who's part of the utlradio.com family. Don't forget to subscribe to this this podcast on iTunes, and then you'll be notified of all new episodes. And remember, too, that there's a YouTube channel, and it is separate from the podcast. So there's additional and different content on the YouTube channel. And if you want to find it all together in one nice little package, then check out utlradio.com. 
We've got links to everything there. There's information, updates, giveaways, you name it. It's there. And also, don't forget that on utlradio.com, there is a free uh, guide that we've prepared, the top 10 legal writing tips for non-lawyers. If you're representing yourself in a case and you need to do legal writing, and if you're not in a case, maybe you just need to send a letter to your neighbor who is uh, up all hours of the night playing drums, then just download this free guide because it's going to go through very quickly. It's like 10 pages, the top 10 tips, things that you should know about when you're writing a legal type letter and you're not a lawyer. So check that out. It's free at utlradio.com. Thanks, everybody, to listening uh, for listening and subscribing and communicating with me. Your, your comments and feedback and the questions that you have, it's really wonderful. It means a lot to me, and keep them coming. Um, we will do our best to keep answering every single one of you, and, uh, and I want to thank you. Don't forget to let your friends, family, and colleagues know about utlradio.com, your business success and legal information station. I'll see you next time.